Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Claire, played by Lena Olin, lives a quiet domestic life in the Hamptons as the wife of a celebrated artist, Richard Smithson played by Bruce Dern. Once a promising painter herself, Claire now lives in the shadow of her husband's illustrious career. While preparing to work on his final show, Richard's moods begin to become increasingly erratic and he is diagnosed with dementia. As his memories and behavior deteriorate, Claire shields his condition from the art community while trying to reconnect him with his estranged daughter and grandson from a previous marriage. The film is called The Artist's Wife, and we're joined today by the director of the film, and that would be Tom Dolby. Tom Dolby, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Uh, this is a beautiful film, not only to look at, I thought the cinematography was outstanding, but the two performances in the film are remarkable, Lena Olin and Bruce Stern. Tell me a little bit about the inspiration for The Artist's Wife. I had experienced uh, my family going through dementia in terms of my, my father had it. And so I saw what my mother went through as his disease progressed. And I wanted to do a film that was really about the caregiver, if you will, the, in this case, the wife, who is Claire. Um, so while it is really, it's both of their stories, it's really primarily Claire's story and it's about her journey as she accepts his disease, accepts what that means for their relationship, and really comes into her own and reclaims her own artistic career, which she had left behind many years ago. And all of that is accomplished beautifully in the film. It is a story of a partner, one of the, one of the people in a marriage or in a, in a loving relationship takes a, a, the sort of the backseat to someone else who has a more prominent career, a more quote-unquote, important career. So that's a dynamic that um, we see in, often in our own lives where people just will become part of the support system for someone else. And in many ways, Claire's character plays that out beautifully, not just as the wife, but eventually as she becomes more and more the caregiver. Tell me a little bit about the casting of the film. It's so critically important. As I mentioned, Lena Olin and Bruce Stern. How did you connect with them? You know, I was really attracted to Lena's work that I'd seen, her dramatic work especially, and I knew that she had trained in Europe, and there was a, a, there was a sensibility that she had in terms of the material I'd seen her select in the past that was a sort of fearless sensibility. She wasn't, I knew she wouldn't be afraid to take on this story because at at its heart this story it's about a relationship it's about so many things but it's really a it's about mortality it's about um two people who are facing the end of life and it's not it's very much more present for for bruce stern's character of course but you know i think even when you play the spouse of somebody who is 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 getting older and has a disease you're really forced to confront your own mortality and and i knew that because of her, her incredible training, she would not, uh, not be afraid at all to take on that, those topics. And, and the, same, the same goes for Bruce. I, I know that he's, he's really fearless in the work he does. 
he he's done he did he has he's played a couple of characters with dementia before interestingly enough though i hadn't that wasn't specifically why i had had um wanted to go to him but uh he did such a wonderful job in nebraska playing a character who definitely had had dementia coming on so i i knew i knew he would do an incredible job with this that that is one thing about bruce stern's career i i'm I'm, thank you for pointing that out he takes on a wide variety of roles and he any and i just saw him recently in a film called ravage and Mm -hmm. he and he he's he is a fearless actor. I, I absolutely agree with you there. And his his desire to continue working uh, and and really pouring himself into these roles is evident in the artist's wife. He he is uh, he's terrific. He's kind of a force of nature in the film. Uh, yeah. he's a big oversized personality, and not afraid to be uh, kind of out of step with sort of a social context. He's not afraid to offend people uh that doesn't seem to to uh, bother him because he feels like it's part of this to be an artist to be of the world to be passionate about things and that's what his character essentially how it plays out is that a fair fair way to put it yes absolutely he is and that that is it's interesting because that is that is certainly part of the disease and that it removes a certain set of sort of social inhibitions that people have and they may say things or do things that they might not have said earlier in their life when their their brain was a bit healthier but you combine that with and like you said a larger than life outspoken character like Richard and and it is it is kind of this incredible combination and i think it makes it very difficult for Claire because Richard was always an eccentric he was always very much one of a kind um, didn't, you know, march to his own drama, as they say. So it's confusing. It's confusing when that happens with, you know, with a family member and you don't know, is it, is it the disease? Are they, or are they just being themselves and who they are that day is just a little bit off, you know, it's so hard to know. And then of course you've got Claire's character who, as we find out in the story, she had her own career as an artist and was considered to be an accomplished artist. And then as we talked about earlier, decided uh, for what a lot of reasons and that's that's another thing about this you mentioned the film is about life the end of life experiences that we're all going to go through if we live long enough but also kind of the 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 baggage the wreckage of, of of the early part of his life and reconciling those two things right i thought the the uh bringing his estranged daughter into the story adds another wonderful element to the drama Describe for our audience, if you wouldn't mind, sort of that element of the film, the the estranged, the estrangement, and and the and the desire, at least on Claire's part, to bring some kind of a reconciliation to the. Yeah, I think I think for Claire, there is this sense that as his memories are falling apart, she wants to help him tie up tie up loose ends in his life and sort of make amends with his his estranged daughter um, who's in her, in her thirties now and, and they haven't seen each other in many, many years. And he, they actually, he didn't even know that she had a, 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 a child. So he has a grandson that he does, he didn't even know about um, until, you know, the first 20 minutes or so of the film. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's a, it's sort of a, it's sort of a cleaning house, but I think it's a, it's a therapeutic thing too, because I think people with dementia have a desire to sort of collect all the pieces of their life and make some kind of order of it. 
And that is, of course, so hard when everything else is falling falling apart around you. But I have no I have noticed that um, in yeah. in you know, descriptions of, of dementia patients that there is a there is a sense of wanting to reconcile the past and take care of unfinished business. Yeah, and it's an understandable impulse. I think that uh, it's hard to get into the mind of someone with dementia and know exactly what's going through their mind, except you can see how it plays out, and, and you see it in this film, how it plays out in that kind of grasping at what their life has been and the hope that somehow, some way, by pulling all of those strands back into your into your life, you can make sense of it. And that's, I think, another theme in this film is sort of, yeah, trying to make sense of all of the things that happened, going back over that estranged that situation with his estranged daughter. Um, and there are also flashes. That's another thing I liked about your portrayal of, of dementia in the film, and that is it's not as if every day is a nonstop steady decline in, in cognitive ability. There are moments when people with dementia have moments of clarity, moments of understanding the world around them for for fleetingly nonetheless but and I thought you did a wonderful job with that I thought that's an important part of understanding what was happening to Richard and his character yeah absolutely and and sometimes the things that that a person in that situation can say are incredibly brilliant and you you know you think wow they really they were able to say something you know more brilliant than a person who was who had their mind all together might say um but it's yeah it's confusing and then the next minute they can they can be somewhere else as and as much as you know bruce Dern's obviously a critical character in the film and wonderful performance the film really let to, in my mind, really rests on the shoulders of Lena Olin and her ability to convey a lot of different emotions, a lot of different impulses to do the right thing. She seems, at the end of the day, most driven to, to in almost every situation that I can think of from the film to do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think she wants to she wants to protect him and she wants to protect herself. It's often this question of like, well, how how can you do that? How can you be true to yourself and protect the person who you love the most in the world when, you know, he he is in such a precarious position and she doesn't she doesn't know what to do. And yeah, I love that I love that description. I think she does her very best even though she's she is she like everyone is a is a flawed person herself. And it's an impossible situation with not a good outcome. So you, the fact that her character is so dedicated to all of the things you just mentioned, protecting him, uh, but also a recognition that with, with his, the end of his life in sight, she needs to, more than ever to reestablish her own identity. And that's a wonderful part of the film as well. And again, I'll come back to Lena Olin's performance here. It's it's so, it's such a organic performance. It's it her. She's a beautiful eyes, beautiful face. Her face tells so much about the character and what she's going through. And I thought, I was speaking of the cinematography earlier, the ability of you to capture the nuances in her in her bearing and her face and the way she goes about bringing this character to life. I thought that was just a, another terrific element in the film. Thank you. Well, what's been the, the have you, this film, has it been screened at uh, film festivals? Have you, what was the festival run for the film like? 
Yes, before, uh, before the pandemic hit, we did a number of festivals, um, including uh, Palm Springs, the Hamptons Film Festival, which is where we premiered, Mill Valley Film Festival, and a few others. And it's a really, it was a really powerful experience to see an audience take this in as a group experience. And that is, you know, that is one of the sad things, of course, about the pandemic is that we don't, we don't have that. But I, I do feel very lucky that I got to see that you know, and film festival audiences are like the best audiences you can imagine. They're so dedicated and they're so, you know, they'll show up at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning ready to watch a movie. And, you know, this is just wonderful. Um, but to see how it affected people and people were coming up to me and to, to Lena and, you know, with tears in their eyes and saying, I, you know, I could relate so much to this scene or when she said this to him and, you know, it, that was just a really beautiful thing to experience. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the performance is wonderful. I, I just, it's a really, it's a, an award level performance on the part of Lena Olin, both of them, but she's just so terrific. And it's so good to see her again. I haven't seen her in, in many films, I mean, in films for a while. Maybe I'm just not seeing the film she's in, but it's great to see her in, in this kind of a role and really carrying the film in so many different ways. And it's, uh, it's fantastic. And I thought, by the way, is it, I uh, want to make sure I get her name, uh, Juliet. R- right, Juliet Rylance, yes. Rylance. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was wonderful. There's just a whole slew of really solid performances throughout the film, so. Thank you. Yeah, and and by the way, a, a, a surprising performance by Stephanie Powers, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a bold choice on her part, but, uh, you know, good on her yeah. for that. Um, yeah. No, I, I love that scene. Yeah, we won't, we won't give too much away. No, we won't, we won't but I, I just, I unexpected. <laughs> unexpected, absolutely, yeah. Well, I want to congratulate you again on the film. The film, again, is called The Artist's Wife, and it is in virtual theaters beginning on September 25th, and you'll want to check this out. It's, uh, it's, it's an actor's um, workshop in terms of uh, w- the performances here, and uh, my congratulations to you, Tom Dolby, for your work here uh, on the film The Artist's Wife. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.